0: Bonabilla Church Sermons. And we want to greet all of you this Christmas season. What a wonderful time this is. I want to talk to you a little bit about the Advent. You realize that this is the time where we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Scripture tells us this in verse 22 of Matthew, the first chapter. And all this took place, what the Lord has said to to the prophets. The virgin will be a child, and he/she shall be with child, and he will give birth to, and she will give birth to a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This is that season where we remember the amazing thing that God chose to come and live with us. This is the Advent season, and here this passage is declaring that the child is going to be born. This is the long-awaited Messiah is coming. And this is the glorious news. This is the greatest news in the world. God has started a process by which he was going to affect the full salvation of the world. And men and women that put their faith in Jesus Christ in this babe that was born in the manger He is the one that has come to be the savior of the world. In this, we must rejoice. We need to sing not only Merry Christmas, but joy to the world. The Lord is come. So let's rejoice in that. Now this morning, I would like to do a study with you, which maybe seems to be a little strange. My wife says, remember it's Advent. So you have to do an Advent sermon. I said, I'm going to do something on the life of Paul. You say, well, where do you get the advent out of that? Well, when you realize that Saul of Tarsus was a persecutor of the church, he did not believe in Jesus. He hated Jesus, and he hated all the followers of Jesus. And here he is, Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor of the church. In Acts chapter 9, we have this amazing story of how that Paul persecuted the church. And it says that he was going to Damascus because he had determined that he would go to Damascus and he got permission from the high priest to find those that were a part of the way, the following of Jesus Christ. And he wanted to go to the synagogue in Damascus and he wanted to find all those Christians. He wanted to take them male or female. He wanted to take them and arrest them And bring them to Jerusalem and then they would be put to death. He was planning on slaughtering. He was planning on killing. He absolutely hated Christians with this vengeance. It's unbelievable how full his vengeance was. It's kind of interesting. Somebody once said when they were told to persecute the church, they said, how do I know which are the Christians? And they said, find the most loving and caring people And they're probably the followers of Jesus. So take them and persecute them. Well, that's what Paul was doing. He was coming in, finding the most wonderful people in the world that were following Jesus. Jesus had transformed their life. They were followers of Jesus. And they were people that loved the Lord and wanted to serve the Lord. And when he would find these Christians living dynamic life, he would take them and he would capture them. He would bind them male or female and he would drag them to jerusalem put them on trial and put them to death you know it's interesting later on paul when he was preaching with the churches around asia minor it's amazing how that probably he would go into a church service and he would look down and there would be a widow and she would he would say you're a widow and he she said yes my husband was put to death and 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 paul would say how did that happen they said well there was this one called Saul of Tarsus and he found out about my husband he threw threw him in prison and he was put to death the amazing thing is here Saul the Christian Saul the great advocate of the Christian faith would stand and look at people that he had put their husbands and wives into prison because they he was so vicious and so violent Now remember, he was moving toward Damascus and he was planning this persecution. An amazing story, because you see, then on that road, on that amazing road, with the planning uh, of destruction of the Church of Jesus Christ, that Saul of Tarsus was encountered by a light. There was a light that was so brilliant. It was more bright than the sunshine of the day. And so great was this light from heaven. He was struck to the ground. He fell to the ground. And when they had him stand up, he stood up, but he was blind. He could not see because the light had blinded him. What an amazing experience this was. So I want to talk to you about what happened? Because you see, for Saul of Tarsus, when he saw Jesus, when he saw Jesus revealed that day, he saw the living Christ. He saw the very Son of God, and he fell down and he worshipped him. And when he went, and when the light came, he says, "Who are you, Lord?" And Jesus gave this wonderful answer. He says, "I am Jesus." whom you are persecuting. Paul, you're persecuting me. Why are you persecuting me? Saul, do you understand what you're doing? And in that moment, in that flesh, it dawned on Saul of Tarsus that he was opposing the very creator of the universe, God himself, God in human flesh had come. And you see, at that moment, what a shock it must have been for for Saul of Tarsus to realize the very one that he was persecuting was the very Lord of his life. I want to read a little bit from from uh, King James because the, the wording is a little clearer here. And it says, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord says, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for you to kick against the bricks, And he trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go to the city, and it shall be told thee what ye shall do. Now, a couple things that we need to note here. First of all, it says that Paul was trembling and astonished. Yes, what a shock that must have been. Here is Saul, the great persecutor of the church, and in that moment, When Jesus Christ revealed himself and he saw Jesus Christ, and that's partly why we know Paul is an apostle, because this revelation was an actual revelation of Jesus himself. So he saw the risen Lord, and he said, This risen Lord, you are my Lord and my God. And he fell down and he worshiped him. And he says, What do you want me to do? This is a change. Up until now, Paul was always in charge. Paul always directed the things, but now, as he's met Christ, Paul is no longer the king. Paul is no longer the head. Jesus Christ is the head, and he met Jesus Christ, and Paul was trembling, and he was astonished. Now, here's the secret concerning conversion. When people truly confront Christ, then they are astonished. They're in absolute amazement. And here is Paul, he says, when that happened, he said, who are you, Lord? What an amazing shock. It must have been the shock of a lifetime when Jesus said to him, I am Jesus from Nazareth, and I am the one that you've been persecuting. Saul must have said, oh my God, how is it possible that I missed this all along? The very one that I hated, the very one that I opposed, is actually the Lord of glory. He is my king. He is my creator. He is my maker. And he said he fell down and worshipped. He couldn't see. He was absolutely stunned. Yes, this is so astonishing. Can you imagine Saul, even as time went by and he went back, And he thought about this even as he was not able to see. He didn't take any food. He says, how is this possible that the very one that I was persecuting, he is God. And I love him and I worship him and I want to serve him. Saul did not say, I'm going to do something for you, Jesus. No, he said, Jesus, what do you want me to do? The change was, Up until this time even in the putting of Stephen to death Saul was the one in charge now he has met Jesus and he says Jesus I am no longer in charge you are in charge you're the king you are the Lord what do you want me to do it is not just a matter of how we are saved by faith but we come to the place where we want to serve him And we want to do what he wants us to do and the Lord said to Saul he says go to the city and you'll be told what to do it's kind of interesting that here we have Saul of Tarsus in a little tiny town in Damascus and he's at a home of one called Judas it's kind of interesting how that Judas was a place where Paul was saying and Ananias went there Because the Lord instructed, he says, go to this house and you will find Saul of Tarsus. And there you're to pray that he receives his sight and that he will be filled with the Spirit of God. What an amazing thing that here is the very one that was the persecutor of the church. is now falling down and worshiping and wanting to do exactly what Jesus wants them to do. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Lord, you're in charge. And here is what it must have happened for Saul. Because as Saul is there, he looks and he says, how is it possible that I have missed all along that the very creator and the God of glory that I should be worshiping, that I was persecuting, how could I have it so wrong? How could I miss this so badly? What an amazing thing it must have been for him and he realized now that the very one he was persecuting was the Lord of glory. And he fell down and he worshiped and he said, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. And from that time on, Saul of Tarsus never did what Saul of Tarsus wanted. He only did what the Lord wanted him to do. And he started walking in obedience. And it says that Saul arose and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And there he was there for three days and three nights. And there as he was praying, it's interesting, Ananias, it's all right to go and talk to Saul of Tarsus because he's praying. That's kind of an indication of the change of Saul's heart. He is no longer persecuting. He's no longer planning. He's no longer scheming. He now is praying. He's praying God how could I miss all this? It's an amazing thing that he not only was astonished, but the only other astonishing thing is not only that Paul missed it, but the fact that God is so gentle. You notice how Jesus answers Saul. He doesn't say, Saul, you really were a jerk, you really messed up. No, Jesus, when he answered Saul, he said, I'm the one you're persecuting. I'm King of Kings. I'm Lord of Lords. And so you kind of missed the point. He doesn't condemn him. He doesn't tear him apart. He doesn't make fun of him. He says, you are amazing. So for Jesus, for, rather for of the Apostle Paul, when he realized that this is the Jesus, the one that he saw on the Damascus Road is the very Jesus that was born in the manger. Now Saul goes back and he redoes the whole story. He understands that Jesus came as a baby. He came into this world to die for the sins of the world. And Saul says, Oh, now I see it. You were the king, you were Lord, and I was missed it altogether. But then, in amazing, not only was he amazed at his own foolishness. But he was amazed that Jesus was so patient. Jesus didn't say, Saul, this is terrible what you're going to do. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to wipe you out. I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to humiliate you. No, he simply says, Saul, I have a job for you to do. And I want you to walk in obedience before me. What an amazing story. This 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 was the Apostle Paul's Christmas Day. This was joy to the world, the Lord has come. Lord, here you have done all of this for me, and I didn't know it, I didn't recognize it. And so he had persecuted the church, he had opposed the very Lord of glory, but now he sees that he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I wanna say to you, this is an amazing thing. This is what Christmas is all about, that Jesus Christ has come, in human flesh to live amongst us, but he was born to die. He was born to go to the cross, to bear the sins of the world, that he might be made sin for us. That's an amazing thing about the apostle Paul. Here he finds out that this is the one that he persecuted. He is the very king of kings, he is Lord of Lords. And therefore, even as Saul said, Lord, I will do what you tell me to do. He is saying to us today, I am king. I am Lord. Will you fall down and worship me? Will you follow me? Jesus is saying, I'm calling you to be my disciples. I'm calling you to be my follower, to do what I call you to do. I want to be Lord of your life. I want to direct your life. And here is the beauty and the glory of what happened to the Saul of Tarsus he was completely transformed he was made a new creation now instead of persecuting the church he's going to go around and build the church up he's going to encourage the church he's going to establish the church and he's going to bring the message that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world here is our message here's our message that's yours it's the only message that will free the world from sin. He is the Savior of the world. There is only one Savior. There's only one way. There's only one salvation. And that is what Jesus Christ did. This is what Saul of Tarsus finally realized. Amazing. I can't believe that I missed this all along. I can't believe, God, that you've been so patient with me but you've called me now to become your apostle. And I will come and I will represent you. I will speak for you. I will die for you. And that's exactly what happened for the apostle Paul. So I say to you this Christmas season, even even as Saul of Tarsus discovered the Christmas child, the Christmas child that came as a babe to die for the sins of the world, that this very babe is now the king of kings and lord of our life. Therefore, make him your king. Don't miss the point. You see, Saul thought that he had all the things figured out, but he missed the point altogether. He was not worshiping the true and the living God. He was worshiping a false God, a false Christianity, because he was opposed He thought that the following of Judaism was the secret. But here he found that it was all a lie, that Jesus Christ was the Savior of the world, and that Paul falls down and he worships him, and he says, Lord, what would you have me to do? The question for all of us is, when we come to the Lord, do we say, Lord, what do you want me to do? I am here to serve you, to obey you, to love you, You are my Savior. You are the one that has brought me and brought brought me out from the miry clay and put my feet upon a solid rock. So Lord, I want to say, Lord, here you are. You are the Savior and you've come to me and you've called me to follow you. Oh, my dear friends, how I long for you to see Jesus Christ, the true and the living God. He is worth worshiping. He is worth following. He is our creator. He is our maker. And he is our savior. And he came this Christmas season to rescue us. So let's rejoice in this. So I want to thank you for being with us and we celebrating this season. We've missed you. So I'm going to ask you, we pray together and commit this all to the Lord. Here we are, Lord. We come to you. We come in amazement just like Saul of Tarsus. You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. You're the maker of the universe. You are the maker of creation. And that you did all this and you came and you died for our sins that we might have life eternal. Lord, may we be like Saul of Tarsus where we say, Lord, what would you have me to do? I will obey you. I will follow you no matter what. So here we are. We commit ourselves to the Lord And ask that he will accomplish great and mighty things in our lives. Because he is the one that is worth dying for. He is the one that's worthy to be, be obeyed. So here we give our hearts to you, Lord. And ask that you be in charge. And that you be king of our kings. And you be Lord of lords. And we will reign with you forever and ever. Merry Christmas. And the Lord bless you. Thank you so very much, and we will continue on looking at the life of the Apostle Paul and how he was converted. What an amazing thing that happened to this man. He was opposed to Jesus, and then he became Jesus' follower. My friend, the Lord bless you. Have a Merry Christmas, and we'll be praying for you. The Lord bless you. Amen.